0: Welcome to Underscotted Podcast, brought to you by Maria Adorno, realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. Hi, I'm Corey Felton, your host of Underscotted Podcast, and today I'm here with Coach McCann, the men's head coach at Daytona State College. How you doing, Coach?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. Doing well. Appreciate you for having me on.
0: Hey, man, Coach, it's an honor to have you on. Definitely a pleasure, especially during this time frame, to be able to talk to a coach So, Coach, before we get started, can you give the world some background information about yourself?
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, So, obviously, I always loved the game. My my entire life really started taking it seriously in high school. I was blessed to play for Jim Santoro at Our Lady of Lords at Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, He's actually still the head coach there and is regarded as one of the better high school coaches in the entire state of New York. Um, after that went on to play at NCAA division three Hartwick college, had a phenomenal experience playing there for four years. Uh, I had a chance to play for two great coaches, Paul Copo, who's now at Castleton state and Todd McGinnis, who was at Case Western. Um, just a great experience, had a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. Um, but when I was done playing, you know, knew I wanted to try the coaching thing out, wanted to give myself an opportunity to, to get my master's while coaching um, and, and then give, a, give myself a chance to, you know, be 23, 24 years old with an MBA and, um, you know, some, some experience under my belt coaching and, and see what I want to do from there. So got an opportunity to be a grad assistant at Division two Lynn University um, down there in South Florida in Boca Raton, member of the Sunshine State Conference. Um, worked under Scott McMillan, who was the coach there for 10 years. Um, had, had a phenomenal experience, learned a great deal and then followed coach McMillan to Palm beach state where I was an assistant for one year and he was the head coach. Um, and then when he moved on, I got an opportunity to be the interim head coach in 2014, 15, um, I was 25 years old at the time and earned the job and was the head coach there at Palm beach state, uh, for five years, um, which is division one junior college program and had a great run, worked with some great people, Um, Got to coach some some really quality players and win some games and had some phenomenal battles um, in Region 8 and in the Southern Conference down there. And then uh, last summer, I had an opportunity that came up here at Daytona State that is in the Mid-Florida Conference, so a part of the same region, um, the same level, Division 1 Junior College, um, and and just thought it was an unbelievable opportunity and and jumped all over it. um, had a quality first year. We finished third in the mid-Florida um, in, in a competitive year and uh, excited here going into year two. Um, so yeah, that's the basic gist. I know it covered a lot, um, but it had a, an unbelievable run here going into my 10th uh, year um, coaching in college.
0: Man, Coach, you have had a great and amazing run along the way. Um, as you spoke, you spoke about earning your MBA at an early age. Coach, you also was named to the Under Armour 30 under 30 at a, such a young age. How does that feel, knowing that you have the whole world in front of you, many more years of coaching, how does that feel to be recognized at that point right now?
1: Oh, it was quite the honor. It really was. Anytime you can be recognized by the NABC, you know, the National Association of Basketball Coaches, um, it's an honor. They're a phenomenal organization that – does so much for our game and gives back to to coaches and players. And um, so it was quite the honor. And I'm a firm believer, you know, in our beautiful game, you know, you can't do anything alone, coach, player, um, you know, for for anybody to have success individually, um, player, player of the year, whatever it may be, that means your team is doing well. Um, So it's just a credit to everybody I was around. Um, You know, that came after my fifth year, Um, At Palm Beach State as the head coach um, after the season. And I had just turned 30 years old. um, And it was just a credit to the guys that, you know, we had an unbelievable run of of some quality players and quality teams. Um, So just a team award and just blessed to be around so many guys. And then, you know, just in regards to that list, it's a list they've been doing for for quite some time now and um, just recognize so many young coaches. And and you're seeing young coaches um, have success at all levels. You know, you're seeing some young guys, you know, in their 30s get opportunities at the Division One level and then, you know, throughout, you know, small college basketball as well. Um, but yeah, such an honor and such a, a credit to everybody. I've been blessed to be around. Man, Coach,
0: I think that is truly an honor. And I, you know, when I was going down my list to be able to speak to you, I was like, man, you know what? One thing I'm going to tell this coach is congratulations for being even recognized at that level and to be young. And speaking of being young and at levels, you used to actually had the opportunity to coach young guys at the AAU level. You got a background in that. During yep. your time coaching the AAU guys, Coach, you coached multiple players who went on to play college basketball. Coach, when you were coaching those guys, did you know what a, who was going to do what? Or did you actually see a player that came out of nowhere and blossomed into this awesome athlete?
1: Yeah, so great question. I, I had a phenomenal time coaching with Nike Team Florida um, in, in the offseason. You know, when you're coaching in junior college, you know, you have an opportunity where you're allowed to coach AAU if you'd like to. So the year I was an assistant and then my first two years as a head coach, I was involved from, from 2013 to 2015 and was around some, some quality players and great people um, and and saw some guys move on and it was awesome to to follow their careers. Um, all of them have graduated now and and some are still playing professionally. Um, so that was fun. It was a great experience for me who had been coaching older guys, you know, after two years at Lynn at the four-year level where, you know, you can have some guys that are 23, 24 years old. And then, you know, a year or two at the junior college level where they're freshmen, and sophomores in college. So, it it was a great experience for me to improve, be around some young guys, you know, learn the landscape of of AAU. Um, But to get to your question about evaluating those guys, um, I think it's difficult the younger they are. I really do. Uh, It it gets more and more difficult because there's so much room for growth. You know, guys can can really develop physically, Um, you know, obviously mentally can really expand their games you know, um, from, from the years, you know, when they're 15 years old to, to twenty, twenty one when they're becoming, you know, sophomores, juniors in college. Um, so I think it's difficult. I think there are some times where, you know, obviously there's some, some special talents out there that can be recognized when they're 14, 15 years old. And I think it's, you know, probably easy to identify those guys. Um, but you see so many kids develop when they're 17, 18, 19, 20, um, you know, whether it's their game physically and, and, you know, become a late bloomer, you know, is obviously a common term. Um, but I think it's difficult, the younger they are, I really do. And, um, you know, to add to this question, I would say it's probably easier to evaluate guys at the junior college level. Um, you know, when you're looking at what level, uh, they can play at, at the four year level, you know, are they a guy that can play in a power five, play at a mid major, are they better off at a D two? Um, cause you're looking at an older guy and, and you're looking at a guy that, that may be close to a finished product when, you know, you're recruiting a high school guy and watching him as a junior, like I said, there's just so much room for growth. Um, but yeah, great question.
0: Coach. And I, I agree with that. Um, growth, you know, some of us as athletes may feel like, you know what, I deserve to be at this certain level right now, or I deserve to be at, you know, a D one college and then when the film says otherwise, you know, a lot of athletes get discouraged. So that's why I'm happy that there are multiple levels of college that you could play at. And the JUCO is actually a good level to be at sometimes because you get the more exposure. You know, you get the rigorous training system. You get a lot of things at a JUCO base that if you went to D1 and you could not perform at it, you probably won't be there long in the program. So the, ju- the JUCO level is actually giving you that exposure there's some kids actually need before they go further.
1: Oh, such a phenomenal platform. No question. Um, where it's, it's one of those things where you're going to get out of it, you know, what you put in. You know, you've seen so many guys make uh, phenomenal stories of their time in junior college. But yeah, you're 100% right. Just a, an unbelievable platform, you know, to move on, to improve late, um, you know, grow your opportunities that you may have had coming out of high school. Um, it, it, you know, we were talking before. Uh, it's a fun level to coach at. You're coaching hungry guys that know, you know, their basketball journey doesn't stop there, um, and, and that's fun as a coach. You know, guys that are so motivated to move on and you know want to you know expand their opportunities and are working for it every day. It's fun. It's exciting,
0: and that's great, coach. I was going to ask, how does it feel like at that JUCO level to know that you have an athlete that says, "Coach, I'm going to be with you either for a year, or I'm going to be with you for two years," but at least you know as a coach, they know that their time is limited, so you're probably going to get 100% participation from that person.
1: Oh, no question. And, you know, the, the trajectory of their career can change in that one year, 10 months, you know, or, or two years because um, they can grow so much. You see so much growth from their freshman to sophomore year. Um, but, yeah, every situation is different. And, you know, the, the fun thing about recruiting two junior college you know, you're looking at so many different situations. You know, you're looking at guys that maybe had Division One opportunities, but are non-qualifiers. You know, meaning they didn't meet the academic requirements to play at the NCAA Division One level. You know, so they come to junior college to get their academics right and you know expand their opportunities, get better. Um, and then you see some guys that maybe are qualifiers that that have some you know opportunities at, at Division Ones or Division Twos, but you know, want to take a year to grow, probably have a bigger role at the junior college than they would if they went to a a low D1 right away um, and and then get recruited with three years to play. Um, And then obviously we recruit some transfers as well, you know, guys that maybe, you know, didn't make a great decision um, when they first went to their division one where they want to transfer without sitting out. So they have the opportunity to come to junior college, play right away, take the year to you know, get recruited and then, you know, hopefully make a quality decision, you know, for their final two years. And then when they leave junior college, you're able to play right away as well. Um, so, so you're recruiting a lot of different guys from, from different scenarios, different backgrounds. Um, you know, maybe a guy's qualified that that's a big, long, lanky guy that just needs, uh, you know, a year or two to bulk up and, and kind of a late bloomer, a guy that, you know, grew his senior year, just so many different situations. Um, you know, and that's exciting. You know, you're able to recruit a lot of different guys and you're not pigeonholed to, hey, I need this specific kind of guy.
0: And speaking of that, Coach, I was going to ask the question. You know, when it comes to the student athlete, what qualities would you like for them to have?
1: Yeah, great question. I uh, I think first and foremost, you have to evaluate where you are, right? Who, What level is your program at? Um, who, who do you have to beat to win championships? And, and that's obviously the ultimate goal. So you need to look at their, their talent level and, you know, are these guys that can, you know, for us, obviously play in Region 8 um, and, and compete with guys in the state of Florida, where if you're, you know, one of the top four or five teams in the state of Florida, you know, you have a chance to make a pretty good run, you know, in the national tournament. Um, and, and that's been the case for, for a long time. Um, so you're looking at guys that, that can first compete at the level you're at. And then obviously once they check that off, you know, you really start diving into, you know, everything about them, you know, them as a person, their character, you know, what's their academic situation. Um, You know, we look for just quality people, great character that are motivated to, you know, not only get a degree, you know, here at Daytona State, um, but then move on and uh, get a degree at the next level and um, just want to make the most of the opportunity and the platform this level provides. Um, and then you, you really got to get specific in terms of what are your needs with your roster. And it's the, it's the fun part and it's the frustrating part of junior college sometimes where you got to bring in a big class. You, you have a great year and, and guys move on, uh, and, and the turnover can be great. Um, so, so you got to look at what, what do you need? You know, there's a lot of times you bring back five guys, but you don't bring back a single point guard, you know, so you got to look at your specific needs and, and where guys Fit in. Uh, and then one thing that, that I really try to look into is where, where are they coming from? You know, where, did, where did they play last? Um, who, who was coaching them? You know, What kind of guys were they playing with and against? Were they playing at a high level? Uh, were they playing at a low level where they just had the ball all the time where you know, it might be a, a little tougher transition to playing in college? Or, or were they on a team where, hey, they had to play a role because there were other scholarship level guys on their team? Um, so you really got to look at it full circle. Um, but you got to have, have good people that are that have talent level that fits the level you're at, um, you know, and people that are motivated, you know, academically and athletically that, that want to make the most of the opportunity.
0: Man, Coach, I appreciate that. And then I just heard you speak about level. In AAU, I see multiple levels of AAU athletes all the time. And I also see high school athletes, you know, one kid to get the ball all the time. And they're running the show per se, or I'll see it at the AAU level where one kid gets the ball majority of the time. and I never thought about it from that aspect like what level of ball are you playing, and what type of ball are you playing so i I appreciate you making that statement because it, it helps me understand what I'm looking at now a little bit better
1: and, and just to add to the level that that I'm at currently, you know if you're looking at region eight, you know, which is the entire state of Florida. You know, this year our region had seventy Division One Chinese, um, and, and I don't know the exact number, but I believe the second uh, most in any region in junior college was in the high twenties. Wow. Um, so you're looking at it every night, where you know the starting five, you know that you're playing against, they're all probably going Division One, um, you know, which is the the case. You know, it was what you want with your group, too. You know, we had six guys this past year signed Division One. You know, that's kind of been, you know, around the average, you know, five or six guys the last six years. And, and that's what you need in Florida. Um, so just such a high level of play. Um, and, and you got to have guys that, you know, ultimately could probably play at any junior college in the country, you know, if you want to compete in Region 8.
0: Wow. That's a lot of pressure on the coach. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure on the coach to be in that region. No, um, fun, fun, competitive. <laughs> so, Coach, given that pressure, what are your goals for this season?
1: Ooh, the COVID year. <laughs> First and <laughs> foremost, I, I think you just got to go into it trying to make the most of everything. You know, there there's so many changes that have already taken place. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some more to come at, at all levels. Um, so I think you just got to go into it, trying to make the most of it all. There'll be ups and downs. I'm sure there'll be more, uh, procedures, you know, than, than any year before that, you know, could get stressful in your guys, your coaches. Um, so you just got to make the, the most of that. Um, you know, with the changes in junior college, uh, I think a big goal is to make the most of the fall semester where what we've done is we're not playing any official games in the fall. They are going to give us uh, 60 straight days that we get to choose um, sometime between September 15th and December 15th, where we can practice six days a week during that time. Um, and it's a full go. And obviously, you can do what you want with those practices, whether it's small groups or, you know, full team, or you know, a mix of, of both. Um, and then within those 60 days, you can have five scrimmage days where you can just have a scrimmage versus one other team or have a, a little three-way scrimmage. They're allowing you to have three teams at one location. Um, so I really want to make the most of, of that fall semester. You know, that's obviously an immediate goal there um, where guys are going to have an opportunity to, to get comfortable on campus, get comfortable with one another, get comfortable with the staff. We have 10 new guys this year. Um, so a phenomenal opportunity to just build chemistry within the program Um, and then just get better, you know, it's time to get after it and really, um, improve individually, you know, start building as a team, um, and get bigger, stronger, faster, make the most of it. Um, and I think it's great. You know, we have a mix of some transfers and freshmen coming in and I think it'll be beneficial for all of them, but I think it will be extremely beneficial for those freshmen. You know, you're talking about guys having 60 full days of practice, you know, along with you know, what you're allowed to do outside of those 60 days, you know, plus a couple weeks of practice before we officially tip off on January 22nd, you know, I think they're just going to be so much further along as freshmen, you know, on opening night than they normally would, um, you know, so I'm, I'm excited about that. So I just think that that's an immediate goal, you know, let's, let's stay positive through all of this, you know, um, and make the most of the COVID year and then really capitalize Um, on this fall semester and and get better and build some momentum, you know, going into the spring semester, which with the NJCA has done, um, they cut the season down. We're only allowed to play a max of 22 regular season games where in Florida, in the mid Florida conference, 18 of those are going to be conference games. Um, We're able to start those games on January 22nd um, and they'll run through the end of March. And then we'll have our, our normal region tournament, which will be, you know the top eight teams from the state of Florida and then you know have an opportunity to go to the national tournament so everything is pushed back a little bit um, but still able to have you know a great season um, where, where obviously things will be competitive right from the get where you're you're gonna play 22 you know junior college games and not play any prep games and um, there will be some times where you play three games in a week um, so, so goals there you know obviously you want to be competitive every night You you want to improve, you know, week in, week out, um, and then have an opportunity to, you know, compete for a mid-Florida title. You know, put yourself uh, in a position to play in the the region tournament. Um, Put yourself in a position to win the region tournament and ultimately make the trip, you know, out to Kansas. Um, But before we can get to any of that, you know, we got to get our guys through these these COVID procedures as they get to campus. We got about half of our team here now. um, And then we got to really grab this fall semester, um, and, and make the most of it. Uh, so exciting times. Um, I know I touched on a lot of goals there. And, um, but, uh, yeah, first and foremost, just really tackle this fall semester and get better, build some chemistry, and, and make the most of it.
0: And I, I appreciate you sharing those goals with us. But, Coach, 60 days of whatever you can do, train, practice, or whatever, I think that opportunity right there it's worth more weight and go to wait to see what comes out of it. Because I know with 21 days, you could change a habit. But with 60 days of training, you can create some havoc. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Coach?
1: Oh, no question. <laughs> no question. You can You're create gonna some ballers. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a competitive 60 days. And then, you know, to mix in those five scrimmages, give the guys something to look forward to while we're still, you know, being safe in these times and, um, you know, not going to any events where there's, you know, 50 teams or anything like that. Uh, so there obviously will be some changes, but, yeah, I'm excited. Guys will get better and build some chemistry and, yeah, just create some great habits. Man, Coach, I
0: appreciate you, Coach. Uh, just speaking with you, I see why you wanted a 30 under 30s. Positive attitude, great guy. Coach, Um, on behalf of Underscouted man, I just want to say thank you for taking your time out.
1: I appreciate you for having me and love what you guys are doing. Thank you, sir.
0: We would like to give a thank you to our sponsors, Magaya Watches, Keeper Time and Sports, and Maria Dorno, realtor of Larosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes.